But real quick, while since I was talking about the Green Lantern project, mm-hmm. just a quick plug. Get it. It's good, man. Get it on DVD specifically. Reason why I say that is because if you get it on DVD, you get a chance to see uh, a John Stewart documentary, which features my film work in it, uh, where I, in, I was a part of interviewing David Walker, filming David Walker's part in it. So throughout this 30-minute documentary, uh, every time you see David Walker, that's me. That's me. Record- I literally actually just recorded him in my living room. You know, I disguise it well. And it holds up with some people who went to studios. So just wanted to plug that. You got to get that Green Lantern, Beware My Power, and then Own It is a John Stewart documentary and the special features. So, Well, first of all, you do brilliant work anyway. And I was going to ask you about that. So how does it feel to have your work featured in Warner Brothers like that in that kind it- of capacity? It was exciting for me, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, some people might play it cool and be like, well, it's just a little thing on the feature. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I'm from the whole hood. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not from part of it. <laughs> I did not. So these are big things to people from where I'm from. These are not big things. to Like, where I live now, Yeah, it's not a big deal. That's just, oh, you did that. All my people was like, what? You know, like, this is a big deal to, and I think it's a big deal for people who believe in dreams. Yeah. If you still believe in dreams and if you never had a lot handed to you, to just see a person inching. So to me, it was a big deal because I know that it's inspiration for other people inching with me. Because this is me saying yes, and then seeing a glimpse of what what it's going to be. So this ain't the completion, like... Right. I didn't get paid a lot of money for that. I'm still in the same spot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that wasn't that kind of money. That wasn't I have maybe if I was did some voiceover work or something on that main part of the DVD, mm-hmm. it'd be a different story. Yeah. But in this particular case, it's the beginning and it's me being able to say, all right, that's on the reel. That's this is on the resume. And I'm gonna parlay that into, you know, some momentum. Like, I'm not gonna let the momentum die on that. I emailed the people from uh, Warner Brothers who, you know, hired me to do that little thing. And like, yo, I'm, I love the, you know, how y'all put it together. Uh, I'm still available, you know, <laughs> like, right, right, right. It's like it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Yeah. But yeah, no, nah, it's a, it was it's part of it's part of a dream come true. I don't want to say it's a complete dream come true, but right. this is what we want to do, man. All of us, we want to do. Ha- we grow up with DC and Marvel and Warner Brothers and all this stuff, and we don't see our name. We see, you know, famous, funny people on it. Yeah, I've always been a credit reader, but there's there's never a face to a credit, right? And so, me and my son, we did this when we went to go see uh, Thor the other day. We're sitting in the theater because Marvel makes you wait for the end, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there like we're naming off names, like as though we know them. We're like, oh look, there's John John Jackson. There's <laughs> Mike Mike Brockenhauer. Mm-hmm. He was working on the camera this thing. You know, like we're just like because those people matter and they count and making something good and they're skilled at what they do. So for me, it was a big deal because John Stewart really is funny. My first documentary I made, that was one of uh, something I had to insert into the documentary because when I asked people who their favorite comic book character was, a lot of people said John Stewart. Yeah. And I remember like, oh, this is a character I know nothing about. But I remember like having a, a Green Lantern shirt. I knew nothing. Yeah, yeah. Green Lantern was uh, uh Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that's my impression of Green Lantern. Yeah. When I found out Green Lantern, a lot of people's Green Lantern is a black man and his backstory has a lot of nuance. I yeah. kind of actually low key I know he disappeared once he came on the scene, 
but I kind of like his backstory, who he is, way better than other characters. I love Luke yeah. Cage, but I kind of gotta go. If it was, if you had a Luke Cage versus John Stewart, yeah, I, I think because of who was writing it, and then is also like a lot of people they know John Stewart mainly from the Justice League uh, animated series, mm-hmm. and so they got a chance to kind of walk with him, and it wasn't. And since you have people like Dwayne McDuffie and others that didn't write the story to bring attention to anything in particular, but just let you see how he moves and how he acts and how he reacts to kind of give more of who he is as a person than to say, hey, I'm the, I'm the, you know, big tough guy or I'm the, you know, womanizer. It, it was nothing like that. It was just kind of like you saw how he was when he interacted with different characters. You saw how Batman respected him. You saw how, you know, hot girl, even though they kind of got into it before you saw how she reacted to him being a warrior you know his aspects yeah. of him was reflected in the others that he dealt with and that said so much more than being a hotshot fighter pilot in the in the air force and you know he got the ring because he looks good and he got this square jawline no with john stewart he was it was pretty much he was like somebody that was a family member because you guys have to see him in that way which I thought what? was the best presentation. It was that animated series, I think, that really just connected with everybody mm-hmm. to the point yeah. where when it came out with the movie with Ryan Reynolds, my nephew was like, so who's this white Green Lantern? Who's right. this? People don't, yeah, between all of those tie-ins, it's like, and who was the guy who played the voice? Because he's one of the most iconic voice actors. And I just, I have a somewhat funny story about him. I just, he was just hosting the Eisners. Because he's from Matt Phil TV. Lamar. Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. That's Phil Lamar, it. yeah. So I went to go shake Phil Lamar's hand mm-hmm. and he looked me dead and I said, hey, hey, what's going on, buddy? My name is John Stewart, Green Lantern. Like the hand was just there. I just kind of had to do one of those, just tuck it back in, like kind of things and just kept it moving. I was like, all right, that's that's cool. You went to shake and what happened? <laughs> I, I went to shake his hand. I put my hand forward and I was like, hey, how you doing, sir? He's like, hey, how you doing, buddy? And it just turned the other way. Okay. Okay. I had it just dangling in the wind. I had to put it up. I was like, <laughs> all right, all right, that's cool. But right. you know, I don't credit that to anything other than monkeypox and COVID. And fandom. Cause you don't and know fandom. what that turns into. Cause you be thinking you're going for a handshake and somebody could just be trying to full embrace hug you or what you just don't know. Yeah. People you people don't levels know. are all over the place. So it's yeah. almost better to be to seem like a jerk than to, you know, turn to something else. Cause you just don't yeah. know. He so. said, he looked me right back in the eye and said, yeah. said, hello. It wasn't like he just was like, right. I'm ignoring you. Right, right, and right. so like, I thought, so I definitely, I don't say that as a like, oh, Phil Lamar is a jerk. Right, I right. think I'll get a chance to meet him again. Yeah, um, yeah. And when I do, I think, he, you know, we'll be able to have a, a deeper conversation. But uh, when it comes to top two voice act, greatest voice actors of all time mm-hmm. for my generation, him yep. and do you know who number one is kevin conroy know? as batman no i'm it's out of superhero realm and you're gonna feel like wow why didn't i say this james Maybe. Earl jones no but you are now testing me to make me you, you're trying to put me <laughs> to shame but no i still stand strong greatest voice actor or uh, of all times and I use, because you're supposed to just say actors, a woman is involved in this. I'm just going to tell you, Cree Summers. Oh, yeah, of course. Cree Summers, of greatest course. of all time. Oh, of course. She's one of my favorite. Gracious, puppy. If you wanted a bat, you should have said so. Brain, I'm at the bridge. The ice factory is just above me. Where are you? 
bright light, like a star floating above the city. My father said it called my mother to it. I never saw her again. How about a bump and soundtrack to juice up this gamma whopping? The crystal is the heart of the blade. The heart is the crystal of the Jedi. Call me Webb, Madam Webb. <laughs> My friends call me Black Arachnia. Nice work, Optimus. Now let's get out of here before the rest of those Amazon cubes know the fourth flavor is out there. And someday, I'm gonna taste it. Whoa, Hi, my name's Susie. What's yours? Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Want me to show you our new house? You don't think. I did. But now I know the truth. From her stuff on Tiny Toons, Elmira, she was on Batman Beyond. And I wish that they would have made her a version of a Robin, but they didn't. Yeah. And Batman Beyond, then on Ben 10. I love her work. Which, Dwayne McDuffie yes. was Ben 10. You yes. know, like, so that brings the conversation even back to Milestone. So that was our conversation about Drew's experience being part of the new Jon Stewart documentary. Stay tuned for our conversation where we discuss Chris Summers and other hip hop theories.